just lift our hands all over across the house right now. We could just focus on Him. Everything that you got going on, all the troubles, all the pain that you might be dealing with, the day you might have had, if you could just push that to the side. Just get your mind on Him. Every distraction, anything that would hinder, could you just cast it down right now? Come on, God's going to take care of all that. He's already got the answer. He's already got the remedy for your trouble. That's why he said, take no thought for tomorrow. I already got it worked out. Praise the Lord. Can we just worship him for a minute longer as they sing? back here tonight. I know God's going to bless you because you showed up. 
You believe that tonight? That's right. You should have an expectation when you get here because I showed up to the house of God. God is going to meet the need that I have. Every time that we come to the house, we ought to believe that he's going to give us the answer. Amen. I do want to give honor tonight, pastor and his wife, the bishop and his wife. Could you give them a hand clap? Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles tonight, if you turn to Genesis chapter 26, Genesis 26, verses 1 through 5, and we'll go to verses 12 through verse 15, Genesis 26, 1 through 5. Brother, if you could just continue to play for a minute. Verses 12 through 15. When I was little fellow, we hunted in a on a deer lease in Devers, Texas. And that's probably 15 minutes from the house. And the, the hunting lease was a, probably five or six miles off the main road. It was way back in the woods. Plenty of land to hunt. And my, my, just about my entire, entire side of my mama's family uh, was on this lease. And we would go year-round out to them woods. And we'd have a good time. And there wasn't no electricity and no running water. All you had was Coleman lanterns to give you light. And when all them old-timers, Bishop, would get in their sleep, it sounded like a den full of bears. They just... And I can remember that as a kid because there wasn't nothing to drown out the noise. There wasn't no AC and no fan. Nothing but crickets and them snoring. And in the summertime, it gets real hot in southeast Texas. And the deeper that you get in them woods, the hotter it gets because there ain't no kind of breeze. And the bigger the mosquitoes get. We call them skeeter hawks back home because them things get about that big around, just big old mosquitoes. <laughs> They'll pull a pine out of you, brother, when they get to biting on you. But we had an old whale at that camp, and We'd be running and playing, and we'd get hot, and we'd run over there, and we would lick that old well two or three times, and that cold water would start flowing. And we could get us a drink and get all that we wanted. That old well never run out. And whenever we got our thirst quenched, we'd carry on and play just a little bit more. Now, there's a spiritual well tonight that's in this place. I know some of us come in here thirsty, been walking in a dry place. But if you'll just be willing tonight to get a drink from the well, you're going to be strong tonight before you leave out of here. Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst after righteousness he said for they shall be filled are you thirsty tonight praise God I believe the Lord's going to help us here in a minute Genesis 26 verse 1 through 5 and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac went unto Abimelech king of the Philistines under Gerar 
And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed. I will give. I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. We know we're a part of that tonight. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, and my statutes. There's a blessing in being obedient. Really, that's the only way to be blessed of God is to be obedient of God. Deuteronomy 28. Verse 12 says, Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped and filled them with earth. I want to preach to you from this title for a minute. Dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Let's lift our hands. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel. God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind tonight. God, that they would receive whatever it is that you have for them. I pray your anointing upon me, that you would help me, that you would bring things to my remembrance. God, that I would speak with clarity and I would say only what you won't say. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. That your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask all these things. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Praise God. You're worthy tonight, Jesus. You're worthy tonight, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. Dig a little deeper. Recently, I read a story told of a gentleman who had left his humble life on a farm to pursue higher education in the city. This man became a very wealthy entrepreneur, and late in his life, he decided to purchase the old home place where he grew up as a child. This place, it, it had not been inhabited for many years, and, and time had taken its toll. When he, when he bought the old place, the place was in ruins. The house was falling down all around him, and, the, and outside the house, there was an old well that he could remember drinking water from on a hot summer day. So whenever he began to renovate and redo this old home place, he wanted to make sure that he got that well functioning in the way that it used to. So he hired a group of men. He got them to go and redo the house, but he hired another, contracted out another group to get the old well functioning right. So he left them with a job, and he drove away. A couple of days later, he come back, and 
That foreman, he was pretty excited about all the work that had been done. And when he got out of the truck, brother, he walked over, spoke to the foreman, and walked over beside and looked at all the trash that had been pulled out of that old well. And he looked back at the foreman and he said, Sir, I regret to inform you, but I, I just feel like you're going to have to dig just a little bit deeper. And the foreman, he was kind of discouraged. He really didn't really feel like there was anywhere else that he could dig any deeper that he could go. And he, he went and told his crew, he said, boys, he said, we got to dig just a little bit more. Uh, that man said that we ain't got to the bottom. So a couple of days went by, and he come back, drove up to the side, and as soon as he got out of the truck, that foreman met him as soon as he got outside the door. And he said, sir, I, I'm, I'm glad to tell you there's no way that we can dig anymore. We've dug about just as deep as we can go. And the man got, when he was out of the truck, he walked straight over to all the trash that had been pulled out of the well. And he looked back in the man and he said, sir, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to dig just a little bit deeper. And smoke just started about coming out of that foreman's ears. And he was thinking, how in the world am I going to dig any deeper? We, we've had to hit the bottom. He went over and he was complaining to his crew. But the thing was, is the man that had hired him was the one holding the money. And if he wanted to get paid for the job that he was doing, brother, work, he was going to have to dig just a little bit deeper. A couple of days went by, the man pulls up on the job site. And he never even makes it out of the truck. But the man's tapping at his window, and he rolls down the window. And that man said, sir... We ain't digging not one more inch. I got jobs lined up. I'm getting laid on all these jobs. That's as deep as we can dig. We got to get paid today. That man stepped out of his truck and he eased over and looked at all that trash beside that wheel. And he he turned to the foreman and shook his head and he said, Sir, I think you finally got to the bottom. And that foreman looked at him. He said, well, how in the world do you know that I got to the bottom of that well? You never even looked over in the inside. And he said, oh, well, that's real easy, sir. He said, you see, I can remember the day that my daddy dug that well. And as soon as he got it dug, I went in my mama's kitchen. And I grabbed her favorite tea kettle off the counter and I walked outside and I threw it to the bottom of that well and he said I knew whenever I hired you to start digging that it was the first thing that ever went in and it was going to be the last thing that ever came out in order for that well to function the way that it was supposed to. I'm telling you tonight, if you want the well, which is the Holy Ghost, to function the way that God designed it to, you're going to have to find out what it is that is the tea kettle in your life. You might have got to hear me right now. Amen. If it ain't functioning right, if it ain't flowing right, if it ain't producing the way that God desired for it to, it ain't because there's a problem with the well tonight. You got to pull out your shovel and get to digging. 
You got to pull out your shovel and find out what the tea kettle is in your life. Oh, I'm going to stay right here till somebody takes a hold of it. That well was given to produce. It was given to generate love, joy, gentleness, peace, goodness, meekness, temperance, power, and faith. It was given to you to be a well springing up into everlasting life. It's more than talking in tongues, friend. The Holy Ghost is the purpose to produce good things in the life of every believer. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of times we don't pull out the shovel. Because digging with a shovel is hard work. It ain't like jumping on that backhoe, is it, Bishop? That's pretty fun work right there. You can get a lot done in a short amount of time. But whenever you got to get an end on one of these and put it down in the ground in the place where you might be living, Friend, there's some sweat that's going to begin to pour off your brow. There's some soreness that's going to begin to take place in your life. But I want to tell you, that's the only way to get the well flowing tonight. you got to pull out your shovel on a Wednesday night and find out what it is. That you don't have joy. I'm going to stay. Why you don't have peace. Why you're not rested. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Why aren't these things evident? There's a tea kettle in there that's got it stopped up. You got the same Holy Ghost that you received the first night that you got it. And if you remember that night, it was joy unspeakable and full of glory. There ain't nobody yeah, There ain't nobody that could get you down. There ain't nobody that could offend you. You loved everybody that come in front of you. But somewhere along the way, we allow these tea kettles. We allow things to come into our life. We allow our flesh. To get in the way. See, hell can't stop the flow. He can't stop the production of the well. But he can cause this old dirt. He can cause our flesh to get in the way. See, that's what the Philistines did. The Bible says because of the greatness of Isaac that the Philistines went to filling up the wells with dirt. The enemy understanding What's on the inside of you will do everything in his power to keep the Holy Ghost from producing. 
And him knowing that he can't stop it himself, he'll cause us to do it. He'll cause worry to grip you. He'll cause fear to grip you. He'll cause unforgiveness to get on the inside of you. He'll cause offenses to get on the inside of you. And before that you know it, it don't matter how good the service is. It don't matter how such shouting's going on. It don't matter what the Holy Ghost is doing. You leave out of here and the Holy Ghost ain't producing the way that God desires it to. You got to pull out your shovel and put it in the ground. I say, it don't matter where I'm at. I know, I, I know I'm dealing with some things. I know where I'm walking right now don't look like it can produce anything. If you'll just pull out your shovel, hear me right now, and dig right there where you're at, See, because water always flows to the lowest point. Isaac, the Bible says, was asked to leave because he had grew so great. And the Bible says that he pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and told his servants to go dig. See, they'd have thirst to death if they wouldn't have pulled out their shovels, brother, and started digging. Because God had Isaac on a path. Isaiah 58 and 11 says, The Lord shall guide thee continually. Satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters fail not. See, the wells of salvation are unaffected by time or season. There's a continual flow that is available to each and every one of us. Jesus said in John chapter 7, He that believeth on me as the Scripture not just any old way. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said. He said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. No matter if you're in the desert, no matter if you're walking in the wilderness, no matter if you're way down in the valley, you can be like the servants of old Isaac. If you'll just be willing to pull out your shovel, put it in the ground, and start moving around some dirt, there's a well of springing water getting ready to spring up in your life. But you got to get to digging right now. You got to start digging right now. Come on, I don't know what you're waiting on in here. You got to dig. Come on, you got to go just a little bit deeper. I'm telling the truth. 
He dug in the valley. See, a lot of times we get in the valley and that's the last thing on our mind is digging. We got enough hell going on without having to dig. It was the will of God for their thirst to be quenched. It was the will of God for them to go forward. We read that in our text. But if they wouldn't have dug in their present situation, they would not have been able to progress. They would not have been able to go on to the next phase. So they had to pull out their shovel and dig. Now, brother, if we look at this, the Bible says that Isaac pitched his tent in the valley. God never told him to pitch his tent. See, God, it ain't the will of God for you to live in the valley tonight. Psalm 23 and 4 says, through the valley. You ain't supposed to stay in the valley. Don't pitch your tent there and settle and think just because it's producing good things every once in a while that that's where you're supposed to stay. Come on, it's time to move out of that. It's time to get out of the valley if you're in here tonight. It's time to continue on. It's time to keep walking. You ain't got to live right there where you're at. You ain't got to stay Don't settle for less than what God has for you. Don't settle in the valley. Brother, it's my belief because Isaac pitched his tent that the Lord said to Philistines, to fill up the word, to take his well. Isaac, I didn't tell you to live there, son. There's a destination that I got you headed. Don't get too comfortable where you're at. See, living for God is supposed to be progressive. We're supposed to be making steps forward. Now, I understand sometimes we're just standing still. That's Bible. I understand sometimes the Lord leads us through the valley. I understand sometimes that he leads us into a wilderness. He did it to his own son. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was led. In Luke chapter 4, into the wilderness. The Spirit led him there. But brother, he wasn't going to stay there. So when the Philistines come and take Isaac's well, he don't go very far, sister. He just goes a few miles up the road, sticks his shovel in the ground, and gets to digging again. The Bible don't ever say that he come out of the valley. But he went a little ways till he felt safe, till he felt comfortable, 
and said, okay, I think this right here will do, boys. I think we ought to just dig right here. And guess what happened? Water started springing up. Now, I don't believe he went as far as the Lord wanted him to. But I believe that because he settled right there and he was willing to dig a little bit, he was willing to work a little bit, he was willing to sweat a little bit, God said, I'm going to provide exactly what you need. And guess who showed up? The Philistines. And they said, that's our well. We'll take it from here. And, uh, and old Isaac, instead of packing up and going way down the road, he went just a little bit further. We talked about the deep places here a couple of Wednesdays ago, didn't we? God said, I'm trying to get you way down the road. I don't, I'm not asking you to take a little step. But I'm telling you to pack up and get to moving forward. And whenever I tell you, you need to put your shovel in the ground and get to digging. Somebody got to hear me right now. There's a well. There's a well on the inside of you that God desires to provide to everybody that you encounter. That the well ain't producing good things in your life. You cannot be a river that the world needs. I'm preaching to the church right now. That great Mississippi River provides water for like 50 cities and over 18 million people. One river! One natural river providing for all those folks. And we think that this spiritual river that's dwelling on the inside of us can't provide and produce for not only us, but everybody that we encounter at the dollar store, everybody that we encounter at the grocery store, everybody that, oh, I'm going to preach right here, everybody that we encounter throughout the day, you got to acknowledge that there's a river, there's a river, there's a river flowing. And I'm not going to allow my flesh to be in the way. I'm not going to... I'm not going to allow the enemy, the Philistine army, to keep the well from producing. I'm going to step out of my zone maybe a little bit. If I'm, in, if I'm out of line, Bishop can jerk my coattail. But if you've got a spouse that ain't in the house of God, And this Holy Ghost that we shout about is only with us when we come in the doors. Oh, I'm also, I ought to be getting some hand claps right now. If you want that spouse to bend again and tie about what it is that you have when you walk in the door, there ought to be a joy on the inside of you. 
Amen. You ought to not deal with them in anger. You ought to not deal with them in bitterness. Then if you show them the joy of your salvation, if you show them what it really is that you have, it's more than emotion, friend. It's a river of life. There's a river on the inside of you. Not some stagnant pond. Not something that ain't flowing. Everybody lift your hands right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost if you would. Come on, lift your voice in here. Come on, get the river flowing. Lord, what's the tea kettle in my life? What's causing the Holy Ghost not to function? Come on. Come on, I had this preached to me before I preached it to you. I got I had some tea kettles. Amen. Got some things that the enemy tried to stop up the well. You got to refuse to let him. Come on, dig a little bit. Dig a little bit right now. Dig a little bit. Come on, dig. I know some of us are tired. We've been working all day long. Friend, I just want to encourage you, just dig right now. Come on, if you dig right now, God will refresh you. If you dig right now, God will restore you. If you dig right now, God will begin to provide the drink that you need. Come on, let the Holy Ghost move in your life. Let the Holy Ghost produce in your life. Come on, if you need to forgive somebody, do it right now. Come on, if hell's trying to cause strife between you and a brother and a sister, you need to deal with it right now. Recognize it. Come on, if he's trying to cause contention between you and somebody else in the body, deal with it right now. Come on, throw it out. Somebody on your job has gotten under your skin. Cast it down right now. Come on, if you're in a desert place, God said, I want to give you a drink tonight. I want to give you what you need tonight. That's all right. Come on, but you got to dig a little bit. Come on, you got to work a little bit. Come on, I throw it away. I put off anger. I put off wrath. I put off jealousy tonight. I put off malice. I put off bitterness tonight. Come on, I'm just going to tell you, those things are operating and working in everybody's flesh. But you got to put them things off, just like Paul said in Colossians 3. You're not by yourself tonight. You ain't the only one dealing with these things. Everybody wrapped in this old dirt. Deals with the same type of things. Some of us just don't allow it to stop the well. Come on. Come on, let the Holy Ghost produce joy. Come on, we're right where God wants us right now. 
Come on, dig a little bit. Dig a little bit. Come on, get all that old flesh out of the way right now. Come on, you got to make a... Come on, before you ever stop and make it to the holiest of holies, you got to stop by the altar. That's all right, dig. Come on. I know it ain't fun, but dig. I've dug many a ditch. Laid a whole lot of water line. And there ain't nothing worse than having to get on the end of that sharpshooter. But if I wanted to get fresh water flowing to my house, I was going to have to get out there and dig. I was going to have to create a pathway for the river to begin to flow. Come on, the only thing... The Bible says proceeding out of the throne was a crystal river. The only thing in between the throne and our belly where the living water is supposed to flow is our heart. Come on, this kind of preaching right here saves us. This kind of preaching will help us. Kilo boroto mosataya. Ikereto mosataya indere bokoro. Come on, we've been having great revival, but you got to get it made up in your mind. Lord, I want to go just a little bit further. Lord, I want to end up where you want me to be. I don't want to settle. You know how that happens? Dying to ourselves. That's right. Come on, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want to, God, I want to end up where you want me to be. I want to reach the destination. That you've got laid out and I'm not going to let my own flesh stop me from getting there. That's it, brother. That's that's all. That's our worst enemy in our life. You hear me? It's our flesh. It ain't the the devil. That's it, Lord. I see it now. I see the tea kettle. That's right. There's something breaking in here for those that are sincere right now. God, I see the tea kettle in my life. I recognize it. I acknowledge it. And I'm throwing it down. I got to clean it out. Kila Come on, we headed somewhere. We headed somewhere. If I get a release here in a minute, 
God's not done preaching. God's not done speaking to us tonight. Come on, we headed somewhere. We're moving forward. Sister, you're moving forward. That's right. You're moving forward. Hell lied to us. Tell us we're moving backwards. That ain't true. We're moving forward. Come on, God's preparing. He's preparing right now. Kondo Robosataya. Kisondo Retomondaye. Kila Borotomosataya. Ikondo Retomosataye. That's all right. Come on, stir, stir that, stir it up. Stir it up right now. Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift. Stir it up. Kindere kotomosataya. Where's Brother Aaron at? I want everybody to listen to me. Come on up here, brother. I want everybody to hear me right now. Sister, I want you to listen to me right now, okay? There was a, there was a place... There was a place... That God was directing Isaac. The Philistines came and took the well. Isaac went a little bit further and dug. And the Bible says that he named that place Reboth. Meaning wide places. God was stretching out his territory. God was giving him some room. Because where he had just dug, the Philistines was not going to be able to take that well from him. God didn't allow that army to trail him any further. He said, Isaac, I'm fitting to make a little bit of room. I'm fitting to expand you. You know, that's what God's doing right now in this church. You think there's a thousand seat auditorium over there because God ain't going to fill it up? Oh, that's big vision. You, you're right. Your pastor's got big vision. 
Your bishop's got big vision. That's why there's a thousand seats going to get ready to be put over there. Why? Because there's wide places. There's increase that God's looking to give. It don't matter how dry the world is. There's a river flowing in the church and there's a lost and dying. There's a lost and dying people outside of these walls and they looking for a river. They looking for... They looking for a river to be flowing out of the church. God is expanding God's increasing. But we got to be willing to continue to move. See, it was in that wide place that Isaac didn't settle. He said, no, i got to keep moving forward. Because God hasn't met with me yet. Woo! God didn't tell him that this was it. He was sitting in a place and he could see his territory expanding. But the Lord, he just had to just keep going just a little bit further. My God. And whenever he got to Beersheba, which means the whale of the sevenfold oath. There was a covenant. Woo! There was a place of covenant that God was directing him to. And it was when he got to that place that the Lord met with him. And when they met with the Lord, it was right there that he built an altar. And he sent out the boys and he said, we got to dig. We got to put our shovels in the ground. Because I got a word from God. And he said, fear not. I'm just to multiply thy seed. As the stars of heaven. See, the Philistines can't do anything about the will. They can't do anything about the covenant that you're in. And they got the shovels out, brother, and they just went to digging. Don't sell yourself short. Go ahead, Brother Aaron. Don't settle back here. When God's got something for you up here. See, God didn't meet him right there. He said, no, if I meet him right there, he might not progress and move forward. But it's when he gets to the well of the sevenfold oath. It's where I made an oath with his father, and it's there that I'm going to speak to him.
600 years later. When the children of Israel begin to chide with Moses, begin to give Moses a hard time. They was thirsty. They needed water in Numbers chapter 21. The Bible says that the Lord sent serpents. Begin to destroy them. Begin to wipe them out. Moses took a brass serpent, stuck it in the ground. The Bible says whoever looked at it, God healed them. And the Lord told Moses, Moses, I'm going to give him water. And then he didn't say another word. And as they made their way forward, the children of Israel made five stops before God ever provided and before God ever spoke to Moses again. Brother, he waited till he got to Beersheba. where the covenant had been made to provide what they needed. He waited till he got to Beersheba to show up and talk to him again. This covenant that we're involved in, it's greater than every, every valley every dry place, every mountain you have to climb. When you stepped into covenant with the Lord through Jesus' name, baptism, He promised you that He would provide everything that you needed. He made an oath with you. And He's not a man that should lie. They just had to keep moving forward till they got to where God wanted them to be. This making sense to anybody? God's speaking to us tonight. Got to keep moving forward. Great people, great church. But you got to continue to move forward. If that's you tonight, you're thirsty. The Bible says that they just begin to sing to the well. They begin to speak to the well. Spring up a well. Brother Marshall, when you're thirsty and you find yourself in a dry place, you got to have enough faith and confidence in God to begin to speak to the well. Spring up! A well! Spring up! A well! And as you begin to speak to that well, that thing is going to begin to produce and provide. The wells of salvation. The Bible says with joy 
shall you draw waters out of the wells of salvation. I want everybody to stand right now across the house. I want us to lift our hands. Come on. Father, I've got to dig tonight. God, I... You know where I'm at. You know what I've been dealing with. But I need the well just to begin to flow. I need the well to begin to produce. I need the... I need the well... To quench this thirst that I have. Come on, he said he'd make a river in the desert. Floods upon the dry grounds. If you're in a dry place, let the river flow. Brother, just keep your hands lifted right now. Brother Craig, come on over and help me. Come on. Come on, man of God. Let the river flow. Come on, say to God, let the river flow. Come on, dig a little bit. Lord, the river's got to flow. That's all right. Go ahead, brother. Come on, get it settled in your mind. I'm leaving out of here encouraged tonight. I'm leaving out of here ready to face a world that needs the river that I have. I'm leaving out of here tonight with nothing in the way of the river that's on the inside of me. My family's depending on it. Come on, my lost loved ones are depending on it. That individual's on the job is depending on it. Come on, spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Bring up a well. Bring up a well. Tande reto mosoto monde recorre. I porreto mosoto mocorro. You girls, come on up here. You girls, go ahead and sing. Come on, let's worship the Lord around here. We're just going to follow the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's create an atmosphere. 
Create an atmosphere with your voice. I want everybody across the house, just link up arms if it's appropriate. Come on, everybody. Come on, let's join together in unity. Come on, that a mighty river. That a mighty river will begin to flow. Brother in the back, if y'all could turn that live stream off if we film it. Come on, let the way let the let the river flow right now. Let the river flow right now. Conde roto mosataya. Chile borreto mosataya andere bocor. Come on. Come on, brother, we're gonna let the river flow right now. Kiando reto mosataya. Come on, to go forward. You've got you've to keep yourself hydrated. Three, in the natural, you can only live three days without water. Spiritual realm works the same way. You ain't going to live very long if you don't stop and get a drink. That's it. I'm not satisfied. That's Let's just take some steps forward tonight. Let's take some steps forward. 